so much to get to. Last night, the Patriots traded for Brandon Cooks and uh, gave up their first and third round pick in this year's draft as they get Cooks as well as a fourth round pick. So apparently the Patriots really wanted Brandon Cooks a lot because even before they made this trade, there were rumors that they would have Malcolm Butler go to New Orleans assuming he signed his tender, which he's still yet to do. Which is, which is good for him because now he has the leverage. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots got away with robbery to that <laughs> trade. I mean, you trade yeah. Cooks and a fourth-round pick for a first-round pick, which basically is a second because it's the last pick in the first round, and, and the third-round pick. for uh, uh, Brandon Cooks is arguably one of the best receivers, slot receivers in the game. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, not only, not only that, but uh, he can punt return, he can kick return. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Cyrus Jones, yeah. sit your ass down. Yeah, he doesn't have, <laughs> Edelman doesn't have to do it, Amendola doesn't have to do it. Now you have Cooks who can do it as lo- and be your number one threat. He can, not only can he do go routes, he can also catch a five-yard pass and take it 80 yards. Yep. And um, in regards to the, the entire NFL, I have a message for you. Okay, do you realize that the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl? Okay, why are you helping them out? <laughs> right, why are you helping them? Panthers, Coney, Panthers, Coney Ely. Right, why are you trading Coney Ely for a second round pick? <laughs> second round pick. Like it, it's mind blowing the fact that teams can't find another trade partner and they elect to go Bill Belichick to get everything taken away from everything. All the talent in the world. They just like, all right, here you go, Bill. Preach. Do, do what you can with this. It's ridiculous. It, it is mind-blowing that these teams give in to the Bill Belichick traits and just say, here you go. You can have everything that right. I have and go win another Super Bowl. And the Patriots only moved down 12 spots um, from the third round to the fourth round with with that trade as well. And, yeah, and, and Mark and I were just talking about it earlier. It's like the Saints literally got the worst pick possible. Possible in the first round. Worst we got the thirty-second pick. pick. Well, it'd be funny as if the Saints like trade for Malcolm Butler, and instead of giving the thirty-second pick, they give him the fifteenth. The fifteenth pick. pick. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! I can see that happening too. See, I, I think the Saints and the Patriots. Well, first of all, we know that Bill Belichick and Sean Payton are pals. Yeah, so they're, they're that, pals. That probably yeah. has something to do with it. But. So, so Sean Payton's helping Bill Belichick out. He's Shouldn't like, it hey, be the opposite way because Bill Belichick has owned the NFL for the past. Sean Payton's like, like you know what, buddy? I fifteen play, years. I play in the NFC South. <laughs> You know what? We're not we're not doing anything now. You know we just gave up one of our best receivers. They still have you know Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed, but they have an aging Drew Brees. Right. I think Sean Payton's like we're not we're not doing anything in the foreseeable future, <laughs> guys. Why Bill- don't you guys go ahead and try to do something? You guys realize Bill Belichick has been in ten of the fifty-one Super Bowls in NFL history. Okay, and he's won seven, but five in the Tom Brady era. That's just mind blowing, and, and the fact that teams just keep on giving them the best talent it is asinine. You, you sense the frustration in his voice, Brian. It's asinine. It's well, uh, <laughs> I think his mind might change if Dante Hightower goes to the Dolphins. But no, 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 no. no if I, it, here's the other thing: if Hightower resigns with the Patriots, <laughs> now you cases cases already closed yeah <laughs> but you can see sign seal and deliver that bad boy patriots going that lombardi trophy tw- 25 and 0 next year you just give it to him now <laughs> yeah it, it is is un, uncanny what um you know bill belichick has he, he outsmarts everybody he's one of the best uh coaches and he's actually showing that he's, he's one of the sw- best gms of all time with this one <laughs> off season right because because uh, i've i've and in my lifetime, I've never seen the Patriots do no, anything no. close to this. They never do anything like this. In free not agency. only did they spend free money, 
Like they they spent money on Gilmore. They have to. Uh, well, of they, course, yeah. but uh, I've never seen a contract like that for the Patriots for someone that's a free agent. No, it's probably the most they've ever given a free agent. Forty million guaranteed. Um, regardless, I, I I don't know if it's the most they've ever given a free agent that was previously on their team or on another team or just period. Right. Any free agent of <laughs> any kind. That kind of money you do not see Bill Belichick hand out. Right. And th- and then the trades, they were all steals. Uh, Dwayne Allen. Uh, oh, Dwayne that, Allen, I love that Like, move. we didn't even mention that one, and that that was a swindling, too. Brian, the rest <laughs> of the league is moronic. <laughs> you just don't trade with Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. Yeah, exactly right. I can <laughs> love it. I can not put it at any, and, and this is why Belichick's terms. a genius. You know what yeah. Cook's cap hit is? It's $1.5 million. I He's, think with incentives, it's a little closer to two, two and a half. Yeah, but isn't well, no, he owed like seven hundred? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's actually it's well a with the cap over. hit. But the cap hit is one point five. I believe his salary is like seven hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah seven hundred ninety. But there's incentives to boost it up to like sure. two two and a half. But but ultimately, as we all know, in the NFL, it's not about the real money the player makes. They right. just care about the implications on the cap. Yeah, and one point five million dollars for a guy of Cook's caliber is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then the Patriots have, I believe, until May third to make a decision on his fifth year option. Saints are stupid, which would be <laughs> roughly nine million dollars. But again, for a guy like Brandon. Cooks, if he comes in here and has a thousand yard season with like eight touchdowns, what's nine million dollars for Brandon Cooks? You know what Bill Belichick is doing right now? They he's already won a Super Bowl. Okay, he's thinking about the this, future. <laughs> not only is he thinking about the future, but he's just thinking about taking the house down with an NFL and saying, "I'm here. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon." Tom Brady wants his sixth to put him over the top as. Put him over the top. He's already on top of the Bill world. Bill Belichick wants even more after he's that. He's a perfectionist. <laughs> Brady, Brady, honestly, like, let's be honest, guys. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns next year. I mean, look at his core. It, now he's he's going to break he, records if he, he has, hasn't broken any He yet. has Cooks, Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, Mitchell, Amendola, Dwayne Allen, Deion Lewis, James White. It's like guys are going to start complaining. I just I'm not threw up in my mouth. And they're still <laughs> looking at other receivers. They looked at uh, oh Andre God. Roberts, uh, Justin Hunter, and I think they're doing that because Amendola's obviously uh, his deal's kind of expensive and injury prone. Yeah, from. they're gonna have to rework yeah. that. But now Amendola's well, number five wide receiver. They might not. Um, uh, they might just straight out release him. But they're waiting on Andre Roberts. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's interesting because. Uh, as we've said time and What's, time again, and on that the show, sucks it, for Amendola because it, now he's waiting out. Like they're looking at other wide receivers. Uh, like, tell me what you're going to do. Well, please. here's the thing. Like, even though Amendola is not a, a big time receiver in terms of the numbers he puts playoffs, up, he is he a steps huge up. asset in the playoffs. Man, this guy in both Super Bowl runs has been huge for caught you. Uh, Edelman's touchdown pass. Uh, what? He caught Edelman's touchdown. Or what was it about? Amendola threw it to Edelman. Well, oh, oh, you're talking about in, oh, you're talking about against the Ravens. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean he caught Edelman's <laughs> touchdown pass? He yeah. did. He did that in the playoffs. No, 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 no. <laughs> the way you phrased it, I thought it was like it was intended for Edelman to catch in the end zone, and then he like s- like stepped in front of it and took it. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he, yeah, he was huge in that game against the Ravens in the divisional game in 2014. No, this wasn't uh, the he, Packers when they had two guys in the same area. Yeah, And then obviously, uh, you know, a big catch in Super Bowl 51. Um, Two, really, the touchdown and then the two-point conversion as well. He had a touchdown catch in Super Bowl Forty Nine. So this guy's money. He's a big-time player in the playoffs. So even if you bring back Danny Amendola to be your fifth wide receiver, be like, hey, listen, you're kind of going to be a depth guy during it the season. It doesn't matter. But, but you know what? Come January, we're going to need you big time, man. We're going to need you. It, it doesn't matter. You know how, like, 
troubling it's going to be for defenses to play against the Patriots. Right, because you got Cooks, you got Edelman, the two speedy receivers. You're going to have Malcolm Mitchell, you know, all over the place. Gronk. Gronk. Allen. um, Dwayne Allen. (laughs) That offense. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. What will help is, uh, I mean, obviously they need a running back. I think, like, Eric Blunt's gone. It's not official yet. They need, like, a running back. Not like a Deion Lewis or a James White, they right? Need an actual but conventional running back. They don't They'll need, get one in a draft. They don't need like a big, big back like Legarrette Blunt. But they need someone that doesn't do what Deion Lewis and James White does. Right, the, just run out the outside. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They need someone like that. But yeah, no. Just going back to what Cooks. Adrian do, Peterson. No, it, Adrian it, Peterson. I don't, I don't want that guy. No, based on what happened with you know the child abuse stuff, I just don't want a guy. And plus, he's uh, broken down. He's like thirty-two years old now. I just, I just want to stay away from. Yeah, him it's really tough, you know, to have a I take two thousand yeah. yard season after right. coming from a, a torn ACL. He doesn't have to do that though on this offense. No, he doesn't. But he just has to eat up yards and win and ring. Yeah, he'll be productive. I th- I th- I think it's a good idea. It's a great fit. Yeah. I I I just have a personal, and I don't think he'd be him. that expensive either. Because uh, I think the hi- oh, who's the highest paid running back makes like eight million, something like that. Mm. He wouldn't be expensive at all because he's coming off an injury, and Bill Belichick will be like, "I'll I'll I'll treat you he's, right." He's uh, yeah, he is coming off an injury. You're right. I was thinking about the ACL. I was like, that was a couple years ago. No, yeah. no, I'm talking I, about the other one. Yeah, that okay. that was brutal seeing that. Anyway. Um, but just going back to Brandon Cooks, this is a guy that's literally going to be running go routes and post patterns, as you said, Brian. No, that's think, not all he does. I, I that's think not all I, he does. I, I think, no, but I think in this offense, that's pretty much going to be his role. Is he's no. the deep ball guy because you've got your guys that work the middle. You've got your Edelman's. You've well, got, yeah, but he can also work the middle. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying that that's how they're going to utilize him for the most part. Is I don't think so. Imagine him and Hogan against cover two defenses, taking those two deep safeties with them, opening up the middle of the field for Gronk and Edelman. Do you want to know? a perfect game plan. Do you want to know a comparison with him? It, it's Percy Harvin. Oh, I was thinking Deion Branch. It could be Deion Branch. Don't, don't too, insult but Brandon no. Cooks by comparing him to Deion Branch. No, no, because Deion Branch was a great route runner. And that's what Brandon Cooks is, and he and all uh, like on the Patriots at least. So maybe that, I don't know enough about Brandon Cooks' his ability, his ability to run intermediate routes because I've always thought of Brandon Cooks as sort of a deep guy. No, which, no, which no. he is. Yeah, he is a deep guy, but, but he can he do can more than be. that. He, uh, but I, I he's think he's going to be used. That. I think he's going to be more used for like trickery plays. Yeah, like um, you know. I could see and flea the, flicker and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and reverses, wire right. receiver reverses. You're going to have you know uh, screens. Um, he's going to be playing in the slot outside. He's a very versatile guy. So I think he, he can, threw a touchdown once. Yeah, he threw a one. Oh, good. Belichick one. loves guys like that, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But no, but the, okay, fine. So maybe he can do more than I don't know if he can play lacrosse, though. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's a knock on him. No, see, I okay, fine. So maybe he's versatile, and maybe when I'm not giving him enough credit, maybe he can do a lot more than just running the deep ball patterns. But you know, you you put him with a guy like Chris Hogan. You know, Brady got better at throwing the deep ball last year. Yeah, so that makes me excited because he hasn't really had a true deep threat since Randy Moss. And Chris Hogan was the first time well, we saw that last year. The reason why I I say that. You know, your, I guess, uh, perception on Brandon Cooks is a streaky receiver because all he does is run, you know, down the field is because he had Drew Brees. Drew Brees can literally throw the ball. And that's what Drew Extremely Brees far. And that's would where, do. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all he does. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really throw, like, short plays. I mean, they r- very rarely do that in that offense with Sean Payton. Everything's like a 25 to 30-yard pass attempt. Exactly. Right. But you're going to see the real Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's very versatile, dynamic, elusive receiver. He can make, you know, cornerbacks look bad. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him play for uh, Oregon State um, in his collegiate career. And man, that kid can play. I saw him coming out of the draft, and I was like, "This yeah. kid's going to be a stud." I see, I see him against the 
Panthers. So that I, I see him just rip apart defenses. I oh, think he, I he think makes them look I bad. think part yeah. of the trap for guys like me who don't watch him over the course of sixteen games is you'll you'll turn on Sports Center. Yeah. And they'll be like, Oh, look at this deep ball to Brandon Cooks. And then if you see that He had the two longest times, touchdowns last year. That's what and I a mean. couple of them weren't actually thrown deep. A couple of them were Okay. All right, fair enough. But I thrown think, like eight yards but and I think he caught it and beat the defense. Sure, but I think when you see that highlight over and over again throughout a season, you kind of form this notion that, oh, he's he's an outside-the-numbers type guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work the middle the way Edelman does. And I, again, as you guys are saying, I'm completely off on that, and I'm okay with it. But I think that he has that skill set of being a deep ball receiver right, with yeah. Chris Hogan, I think is a very valuable asset for an offense that is sort of predicated more on the short passing game. I think that allows them to do more things. And as you I saw, think it, it frees up Edelman night. more because now the number one will be on Cooks. Oh, absolutely. But also, I, I think Bill Belichick's love receivers that have, you know, I talk about versatility because he wants a guy that can, you know, emotionally catch punts, uh, punts. But I, I think also yards after catch. Yep. You look at yards after catch, Edelman, you have Hogan. These guys, uh, Amendola, these guys don't give up. They keep fighting for the extra yardage. And that's what Brandon Cooks is all about. He's a speedy receiver, but he's also strong with the ball. And it's really hard to take down. He, so you're going to have to tackle also, him by the leg. He also has sort of an attitude complex. There was a game this past season where, like, the Saints scored almost, like, 60 points. And yeah, he, he didn't have a single catch. Well, he's playing and, for the Saints. I right. Mean, yeah, but he didn't have a single catch, and he complained mm-hmm. after the game. He's 23 years old. I mean, there's obviously. Yeah, he's younger than Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean <laughs> that's crazy. He's going to be entering his fourth year, and he's not 24 yet. Yeah, he came into the league when he's 19 years old. Yeah. 19 or 20. Yeah. I, it, it is pretty impressive to see this kid play at this kind of elite stage. Um, you know, early in his career, I think he has close to two thousand receptions. Um, he ha- he's averaging a thousand yards per season. Um, so I mean, this kid is he, he's dynamic. And that's he's not re- the real deal. That's not even including his pun and kickoff return. Yes. No, <laughs> I just don't want to see Cyrus Jones in that capacity at all next year. He's going to be your slot happen. corner. He's going to be your slot. He has to Nickel. be now. Logan Nickel. Ryan. Logan Ryan's gone. He's your slot corner most likely yeah. with Eric Rowe on the outside. And depending on what happens with Butler, I think he's gone as well. We'll talk about that more, though. 603-883-9900. Brandon Cooks, officially a New England Patriot. We'll continue our reaction to that next time. The Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast. Breeze with time for Brandon Cooks. He's open, and that's going to be a Saints touchdown. Scoops the low throw. Puts on the Jets and Brandon Cooks is in for a touchdown. Too many cooks, too many cooks. On the run, Brandon Cooks. It's going to be 98 yards for a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, officially a New England Patriot after about like, I don't know, like 72 hours of just speculation. Too many cooks. I love this song. Too many speculations. A lot of catchy music. Too many Super Bowl wins. Show over the last couple weeks. <laughs> so about there 72, will be. 72 hours of pretty much rumors and speculation about the Patriots' interest in Brandon Cooks. And it cost them just a first and third round pick. Initially, we were thinking Malcolm Butler might be included in the deal. Um, but hey, he didn't sign his tender, so they really couldn't do anything. They can't. They still can't do anything with Malcolm Butler until he signs I like his $3.91 million I like tender. I like Butler. Stick it to the Patriots. Hey, but you know what? That that doesn't necessarily mean Malcolm Butler's here long term. They signed Stephon Gilmore mm. to a massive contract, 
And that could still mean that Malcolm Butler, if he signs his tender, could be on the move. Or if he signs an offer sheet elsewhere and the Patriots say, you know what, screw that, we're either going to let you go or we'll match it and trade you. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean Malcolm Butler's sticking around. And I just want to say that the window's closing with Tom Brady. So I think Bill Belichick's using a sense of urgency to really go all out. But I also think he's looking towards the future because if you look at Brandon Cooks, maybe he does replace Julian Edelman as yep. Edelman comes off the books. Right, so I, he's always looking at the heir apparent, like who's going to be the next guy. That's why he's hanging on to Garoppolo. Right, he could, but um, <laughs> I also think he has a lot of leverage on his side because yep. teams want Garoppolo, especially Cleveland. A lot of leverage for both Malcolm Butler and Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, uh, he has leverage against both of them. Right, I mean because the thing is. Malcolm Butler, regardless of what he decides to do, it's ultimately not his decision. If right. he signs an offer sheet somewhere, Bill Belichick is the ultimate say right. in what happens because he's still because res- he's restricted, restricted, and there's so many and there's new uh, there's different rules with with him compared to all the right, other they, unrestricted guys. Correct. They they use the uh, first round tender on Malcolm Butler, which means that if he signs an offer sheet and leaves, the Patriots are then awarded that team's first round pick. So I actually have a theory <clears throat> on why the Pats signed Stephon Gilmore. As I just said, Malcolm Butler was given that first-round tender, right? $3.91 million is the value. So if another team uh, decides to sign Malcolm Butler and gives up that first-round pick, Belichick's thought process must be like, you know what, I'll go out and get Stephon Gilmore. I have my number one cornerback now. Now I can leverage the fact that Malcolm Butler can yield me a first-round pick if he leaves. I don't need Malcolm Butler. I have my number one corner. And especially now considering that they got Brandon Cooks and had to give up Mm -hmm. their first-round pick, the 32nd, now he must be thinking, well, now that I don't have a pick in the first round, now it just makes sense for me to let Malcolm Butler walk. Let's say Malcolm Butler signs a four-year, I don't know, like $35, $40 million deal. You really think that Bill Belichick's going to match that offer sheet? Yeah, that's cheap. I don't think so. For, I, for a number one corner? Darrell number Re- two now. Uh, uh, he's the number one corner. He's he, not going he to pay two corners that amount. No, and but if I'm Malcolm Belichick, Butler, if I'm Malcolm he Butler, has the cap space. And to be honest with you, if I'm Malcolm Butler, I'm looking for the exact same amount that Stephon Gilmore got because Malcolm Butler has to be pissed, right? Or more. Yeah. Or maybe more. So if, if that's the case, Bill Belichick will say, okay, thank you very much, if Malcolm. If it's more we'll than take, We'll take the first-round yes. pick. Goodbye. I, I think Belichick has a great mind in regards to the coaching standpoint, but I also think he has a game plan with an offseason and the game plan is, you know, I, I feel like he looks at the next move every single time he makes a trade or makes a signing. And that's what you have to do as a GM. you you got to provide your resources and use the leverage and take advantage of all the teams in the NFL because you have so much trade bait. You know, you have Garoppolo, you have Butler, you know, you have the money to go out and get these guys. So he's doing it in the most proper fashion because – he, he knows what his ideal goal is, okay? A lot of teams don't, but he knows what his goal is, and it's to win a championship every single year. And he's put it to fruition every single time. So when it comes down to paying Malcolm Butler, I don't think he really cares about it because, like you said, he has Stephon Gilmore, but he's also going to get a first-round pick if another team takes a stab at him. And then if they don't, he still has the tender on him. So he's paying him cheap throughout the course of the season if he elects to keep him. But I, I don't think Malcolm Butler's signing that tender. I think he's going to go out there. He's going to get an offer sheet. That's going to pay him a hefty sum. May, may not be what Stephon Gilmore got. I don't think anyone's going to come knocking on his door and being like, hey, we'll give you a five-year, $65 million offer. If it happens, you know what? Good for Malcolm Butler. But I mean, I think Butler's better than Gilmore. I don't think I don't think 
Gilmore's all that great. I th- I think it's close, honestly. I think both are great. But ah, I, but but you have agree- you watched Gilmore? Have you watched Gilmore against the Patriots? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he's facing the Patriots. Right, he's but facing Tom Brady. I mean, do you do you, do you really want someone that can be burned? Right. Um, I, I will say that I think Stephon Gilmore, I guess, fits the scheme. I I, I know right. Malcolm Butler has think- been elite corner right but i think in regards to a scheme a hard-nosed cornerback they love that type they, it's, asante it's, it's samuel not, don't you think it's in bill belichick's favor to keep butler so they have the one of the best secondaries in the nfl but brian aren't you the one that's always saying that they never do that that they will never go out and overpay for guys they just did it with stefan gilmore you really think they're going to do it with another cornerback i mean i didn't think they'd trade for brandon cooks or Dwayne allen true but, and look, hey, I'm with They're you. They're doing a lot of weird things this offseason. Hey, listen, I'm with you. I think <laughs> if they end up somehow by some miracle keeping Malcolm Butler, because I'll be honest, I don't want him to go unless it, it turns into a situation where the return is, is too good to pass up. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine keeping Stephon Gilmore with Malcolm Butler, with Devin McCourty in the backfield, and now Deron Harmon also yep. just re-upped? That's a damn good secondary, man. Oh, it That's is. That's a top five secondary. You, you have but, a top five offense with a top five defense. But everything, lethal. everything has to fall into place. And the reason why I don't think it will fall into place is the fact that the Patriots did give Stephon Gilmore this type of contract. And I, I think the conversations between Malcolm Butler's side and the Patriots' side, they really clashed heads. I guarantee that the negotiations did not go over well, or else he would have signed a, a contract, okay? The fact that Bill Belichick went out and signed Stefan Gilmore to that type of contract, he says that he has the leverage on his side. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He wants that first-round pick, Ashish, you're correct. He wants that first-round pick from the team that will sign Malcolm Butler. Right. So he's going to wait until that happens. I, I think he just kind of did a quick calculation in his head. He said, okay, I could have just given Malcolm Butler that deal that I gave Stephon Gilmore. And but if I, I can get a first-round pick and, out and of at, it. And at the time, he didn't have Brandon Cook. So at the time, he still had the number 32 pick. Yep. So he must have been thinking, I can do that and have my number 32 pick. Or I can sign Stephon Gilmore, who's willing to come here and be my number one corner. And worst case scenario, if Malcolm Butler walks, if he signs an offer sheet and I don't match it, I get an additional first-round pick. So then I have two picks in the first round. Now, obviously, that number 32 pick belongs to the Saints. So he the Patriots don't have a first-round pick now. They don't no. have a second-round pick now. But so she, she, if Belichick is yeah. smart here, he might say, you know what, fine. Go ahead, Malcolm Butler. Leave. I'll take the first-round pick. That's good enough compensation for me. But these moves are like stealing candy from a baby because, I mean, he's he's outsmarting all these teams. It is, it I'm is surprised insane. they're even dealing with him. It's insane. Why <laughs> why deal with him? Like, if, if he's calling, hang up the phone. <laughs> don't answer. Hang, don't answer. Let, Let it go, go to voice. voicemail. <laughs> like, leave a nice little voicemail. Say, hey, Bill, just checking in. Y'all. I want to see what, um you know, Malcolm Butler's status is looking like, no, do not leave that voicemail because he's going to call you right back. <laughs> it's, it, every offseason for the past, I'd say, four years, it seems like the Patriots are doing the impossible in the sense that they're getting better. And every year we think, oh, they can't possibly be better than this. Right. And then the next offseason, it's like, oh, my God, they just got better than they were last year. <laughs> I will say. Paper. I have no idea how it happens, but it does. I will say, Ashish, though, now the expectations – are extremely high. Yeah. Okay, we we know that, you know, in the past where they had Tom Brady, they were supposed to win. This is like now, this is 2007 again. Now it's like perfect season. Now it's perfect season. Or but, it, but I think everyone in New England would prefer 15-1 and one to a 16-0 season. There's just, I don't know. I, I was talking to someone last year, and, and this was when they were still, actually two years ago, when they were 9-0. Um, and 9-0. And, and I was talking to someone, and they were like, hey, 
they could go 16-0 again, and they were like, nah. We don't want that. I'm good with 15-1, and 14-2. I'm just, I'm mentally scarred for life from 16-0. and See, I want revenge. So you want them to complete the 19 and I want the Giants to be in the Super Bowl, too. And you want them to go 19-0 and on the Giants. Wouldn't that, that just could be happen? Like, and then that Brady, Brady's dropped the mic moment. By the way, I'm retiring, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Marshall did sign with the Giants. Um, you know, their offense is equipped now. Their defense is That's you know, a pretty adamant. NFC East now. Yeah. I think the Eagles are a team to be reckoned with. That offense is going to be And And it depends on what really happens good. with Kirk Cousins. He could still get traded. Right. So the Redskins might just fall out of it. They just lost to Sean Jackson. I think it's going to be at least the Giants and the Eagles running that division. But, right. guys, did what, you just mention Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, I, I, was, uh, I mentioned Wentz because their, their offense has Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, still has um, – Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, yeah. And um, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Which, he's garbage. Right. But but they have Alshon. (laughs) NFC East and AFC West were the two most interesting divisions in football last year, by far. Yeah, Mm -hmm. by far. But when I'm, like, a Patriots fan, and I'm fantasizing a 15-1, 14-2... It doesn't matter right. because at the same time they're still going to make it to the AFC Championship. <laughs> Seven straight AFC Championship game appearance. It, it is going to happen. Like people, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship. They're riding their ship now, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's no stopping it. There's no stopping Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. <laughs> the dynasty train is um, yeah, bar- all aboard. No, it, it's been of- <laughs> it's been shipped, barring some kind of devastating injury, which at this point would be an injury to Tom Brady. Because I, I mean, you look at how deep they are in their wide receiver. No, career. they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's right. Assuming he's still on the <laughs> roster. Assuming Jimmy Garoppolo's still there and there's still no error. That sounded like an evil laugh, uh, by ass- the way. Assuming, assuming all goes well next year. Yeah. They're going to get a first-round bye. They'll win the division easily. They'll get a first-round bye. You win one game, you're back in the AFC Championship <laughs> again. <laughs> one game. Yeah, that's, that's how the Patriots and, operate. And who's going to... And there's no stopping them. The, the, who's going to beat them? I mean, I, I don't know. Houston, if they get a decent quarterback, could actually give, give them some fight. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that yeah, because they just be got fun. rid of Brock Osweiler and they need a they need a quarterback. They could go after Tony Romo. Hey, maybe maybe Billy O'Brien's thinking, hmm. Jake Cutler. No, 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 not Jake Cutler. I want, he's, I want he's, Jake Cutler to go to the hey, Jets. Bill, Billy O'Brien. <laughs> yes, make that happen. Bill O'Brien, a few uh, Patriots connections there. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what kind of assets that they can offer. Right. Obviously, they can't offer what the Cleveland Browns can. They have two picks in the first round. And and I think Houston's ready to uh, make it to the next level because J.J. Watt should be back. I mean, that defense he's is godly. Aging. And, right. Well, I mean, the defense is godly. Well, and Clowney don't got better last well, don't, forget, don't forget A.J. Bouye. Went to the Philadelphia Eagles. They well, lost yeah, a, guy, a key guy in the secondary. Getting J.J. Watt back. Yeah, but he did not still, have him at all last that's, year. That's almost you like still, a free agent signing. Right. But you still got to worry about that secondary. You don't have to if you have a pass rush. You got Jonathan Joseph, and that's it. Well, yeah, but you also have J.J. Watt and Clowney got better last year. Uh, Brian, you could have two great d- defensive If you have events. a good line, it makes up for lack of secondary. But they don't have like they don't have a secondary. You don't have to. Joseph yeah, when, is really when, when, good. When you have a really good pass rush, it makes your corners look better than they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not against a good offensive line. Well, it depends on who they're facing. Then that's right. just a week to week discussion. And then. that's well, a weak division. So right, Jaguars suck. Uh, whoa, 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 Jaguars! They're they're on the up and up. They're, Mark, look, they're Mark, looking you know pretty good. Bad. Blake Bortles is awful. Mark, do you know how bad <laughs> that you have defense. to be to not be competitive in the AFC South? The, the AFC South is... <laughs> do you know how bad you have to be to do no, that? No, but the AFC Tennessee South Titans is actually, were in it. The AFC South is pretty good. No. What? No, it's not. You got the Terrible t- division. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got the Titans, okay? The Titans 
almost made it to the playoffs. Oh, oh keyword. What was the keyword? But there? they were oh, almost with, with a rookie quarterback. Second Mar- year. Second year. Mar- Marcus Mariota. Whatever. Yeah, and then he snapped his leg. Yeah, he snapped his leg. That's the reason why they didn't make it. No, that's not why they didn't make it. Yes, they did. <laughs> they wouldn't have okay, made wait, it. Wait, anyway. I want to hear the rest of this. <laughs> All right, Jaguars. They just equipped their defense. Okay, they have they Malik fired Jackson. Gus Bradley. Yeah. Okay. They suck. No, but they have Tom Coughlin running the show now, and now they're they're actually getting key guys. Like I, th- I think it's I think it's their pretty- defense might be good, but their offense can't do jack. No, but I'm just saying <laughs> if the- Blake Bortles can find a way to get back on track, he digressed. But d- <laughs> he it's a different coach though. <laughs> so <Brian. laughs> Doug Marone is gonna probably come in and change the culture. Oh, because Doug Marone was so good in Buffalo, right? Well, I'm saying Gus Bradley wasn't that great, right? Wh- why is he the bar? <laughs> why is Gus Bradley the comparison? Because he was the only he one. Was, there. He was yeah. the only one there. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go back to Jack Del Rio. It's like, hey, remember when he was he was no the Jack Del Rio is in Oakland. No, I'm saying back when he was, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't the know. The AFC South isn't I, I that bad. I, I couldn't disagree more. The AFC South sucks, it's, Mark. It's I, not that bad. It is. No, it's not. It is awful. Houston's going to I have no idea it, why we're spending so much time talking about I'm the just, AFC South. I'm just saying it's going to be competitive this year. Is it? That, that division is going to be competitive. All right, all right. Let's mark it Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the division? Yeah. I would say the Tennessee Titans. Okay. All right. I think, it's, I think Andrew Luck's bouncing back this year. No. Don't even say that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that offensive line is atrocious. Not only that, but that defense is atrocious. Well, they, they they're going to have to win 45 to 30. They just added Jabal Shared. Oh, okay. Right? And, oh, um, okay. Deontay Poe oh. is visiting them. Okay. Well, you just said that you, if you have two good defensive ends, right? It, okay. That, that makes up for po a bad secondary. Poe is a tackle, and Jabal Shared isn't right, that good. But the D good. line's pretty good. Nah. The D line's pretty good. Jabal man. Sheard. Isn't that good? Jabal Sheard is He was good in the Patriots system. Oh, Jab- oh, so he was good with the Patriots, but he's not good with the Indianapolis That's Colts. That's typically what happens. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Colts well, suck. We just did like eight minutes on the AFC South. <laughs> well, that's because... I'm just saying it's competitive. <laughs> it's it's not as competitive as you think. It's going to be competitive. But I, what were we even talking about before that? <laughs> we were talking about Malcolm Butler and where he possibly can end up. Listen, it's actually an interesting conversation to have. And I mean, we'll probably spend the rest of the show I, touching One of my on five it, questions is about it. So, are you serious? You, you, why do we, that? Why do you, you do know, that? You, you know, know we're, we're gonna talk about, about it. I, I'm taking a different route on it. Okay, right? cool. Just make sure that we don't uh, cover it in, in the context of your five questions. Because I, I got, it. I got it. I want to hear some people. <laughs> I want, I want callers to call in and say that you know, go against me in regards to the AFC South. Yeah, everyone, just bombard Mark with texts, Please emails. Do. Phone calls. Twitter. Please do. Everything. Yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. 603-883-9900. The Patriots weren't the only ones making moves. Brock Osweiler was traded to the Browns. We'll do our best to analyze what that's about when we come back. ESPN New Hampshire.